episode of Wow What a Week is brought to you by Yo Natural, a revolution in African hair care, a true game changer. Take a look for yourselves. Make sure that we get it into each strand of hair and we pull it through the hair. Just applying step one, we're going to start to step two. It goes on immediately after step one. Um, so guys, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Yo Naturals. Uh, this is like revolutionary stuff. And we have our model here. My man, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. But is your hair generally difficult to comb? Yeah, it is difficult. Your naturals is going to change your life. Yeah. Trust me. I believe. And give that hair some treatment too. It's nice, smooth. Since I apply this, it's not difficult to cut. No water. I prefer this one. I like it. I'm happy. This is much proper. Yeah, my dude. Uh, let's comb your hair and let's see how you feel. It's much smoother now. Yeah? It's like knife through butter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not difficult. It's to save me time when I'm rushing. Nick, that was so dope. Um, my man, uh, use that product as often as you want. Yes. When you run out, I want to send you more. Thank you. I will sponsor you for the rest of your life. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Your naturals. Your, your, your. For a 10% discount coupon, go to your natural, that's Y O H natural.co.za, and use the code W A W. It's the middle of November, that strange period where it's sort of the end of the year, but not quite. Where you'll feel like you're in limbo, like you can almost touch that leave or holiday, but still have things to finish. Hopefully we and our guests can help you ease along. Welcome back to Wow What A Week. This is Wow What A Week. What A Week. You can't make this shit up. The wild world of comedians often presents us with a number of interesting species. In our online adventures, we discovered a remarkable specimen right here at the southern tip of Africa. So, please give a warm welcome to the rather intriguing Take the Pissus Talk a Lot of Cuckus, more commonly known as the Timber Robin. <laughs> Timber. I can't tell you how much I thoroughly enjoyed that. Thank you. That, uh, that's, that's the best intro ever so far. Timber Robin Barons? Barons, yeah. yeah. You know you need to explain, right? <laughs> that's why I generally just go as Timber Robin, because explaining this every day um, is, is... Because I know you're from the Eastern Cape. Yeah, yeah. And I know there are a lot of non-Kosa non well non african surnames yeah yeah but berens is not one of them <laughs> yeah so german uh, it's it's a german surname okay uh, which you can imagine confuses a lot of people cuz i'm too short to be german um but uh, yeah so i was i was adopted um in the early 90s 
and that's oh wow that's how, that's how I got the surname. Like most of the time, people make like an accusational turn, like I stole the surname, went to home affairs, and did a jiggy jiggy. But yeah, so yeah. So how old were you when you were adopted? About three yeah. years old. Eh? Yeah. And so take us through that, dude. <laughs> like, like let, let, let me tell you why I'm asking you this. Yeah, yeah. Because I've often thought of adopting. Because okay. I've got five kids, but no one is willing to carry the 10 kids I want. Okay, right. You know what I mean? I, I want a family of 10 kids. Maybe I watched too much of the Brady Bunch. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I literally want a big family. I've toyed with the idea of adopting. Yeah. But one of my biggest fears about adopting is when one day your bundle of joy says, so who are my parents? Yeah, yeah. And then you have to walk the journey with them. I don't know if I have it in me to walk the journey with anyone. Yeah. So take us through that journey of, of adoption. So, so the, the whole, uh, you know, who, who are the parents kind of game at the moment is, is a little bit muddled. Um, and that's, that's going to take some years to work through. And, and, yeah. and the crazy thing about it is I've got two kids of my own now. Yeah. So all of my focus... But those you made yourself. Yeah, I know. You, were, so you were within. One plus one equals... Um, <laughs> to, to the point where you, you... I've had a lady look at me at the shop. She's like, you know, that's definitely your kid. You yeah. can't run away. So, um, you know, blessed, blessed in that sense. Also growing up, when you don't look like the rest of your family, that's kind of a weird thing. Because yes. people play that game a lot. They come around and say, oh, you look like... You look like, you look like. Yeah. But you never hear that is a, is a bit of a weird thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, adopted, adopted by a white couple um, who I always refer to my mom and dad um, in the early 90s. Also, a bit of a weird thing for people to see, <laughs> kind of walking around these three people, um, struggling to understand it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think when you're, when you're that young, you just, you just want someone to love you. Absolutely. And that's, Absolutely. that's all that really matters as a kid. And mm. I mean, for the most part, my life was quite normal. Yes. Um, like I said, there's, there's one or two times where I had to remember to tell people like, hey, your parents are white. Um, mm. Getting lost in the shop, I just described my mom in a red dress, long blonde hair. Security's like, ah, bro, what's good? What's yeah, so, I mean, it must have been a mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, like 20 years before Babes would do more. And this. like they might be speaking German, but don't be alarmed. It's okay. You know? <laughs> no, exactly. So yeah, it comes with its own, its own kind of things. But as it goes, like that, that's not part of, part of my, my, my comedy routine kind sure, of thing. It's just sure. talking about how crazy, crazy life gets and, and doing yeah, the, the, the come up, so to speak. So one of the big stories this week is the heat wave in Brazil. Mm. And, you know, we've been hearing a lot of talk about El Nino, La Nina, basically we're fucked. <laughs> and, 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 and I think in Rio on Wednesday, yeah. the temperature hit 52 degrees Celsius. 52. Yeah. Now, you know, along a similar line, one of your big passions is conservation. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, take us through through that. What about conservation and why are you so passionate about it? So it's animals, man. Um, yeah. But just even on that, the golf ball size hailstones. I've been in Cape Town since till, till uh, pretty much three, four days. Yes. I guess so. So I missed this hailstone event that I believe screwed up a lot of cars. Oh, it did, yes. Um, but yeah, so conservation is an amazingly underrated thing. And I do get why. Like we do, we do like a fun run, fundraiser yeah. um, out, uh, out the back end um, of Josie. And you tell people, hey man, come and run for the rhinos. And 
hey guys, it's a tough market out there. Why am I running for rhinos? I need help. <laughs> I'm trying to save myself. I am hungry. <laughs> Why am I running for a rhino when I am hungry? <laughs> exactly. So it's yeah. a hard thing to to get people to understand. But then at the same at the same time, it's crucial that we protect the animals because it's a huge part of our tourism. And sure, tourism sure. Um, contributes a lot to the economy. So mm. you know, if we if we don't have the lions and giraffe and, and rhinos mm. and all of that, it's an, it's one less thing for tourists to come here for. So it's it's definitely that from yeah. an economical standpoint, but. You know, we, we, we need the animals. We learn a lot from animals. Sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think leaving something for, for the kids tomorrow. But, but you're also passionate about the plight of kids. Mm, mm. Let's, let's talk about that a bit. Hey, man. Like, I just, I just want Africa to do the best. And I'm, it's always such a, such a hard thing to acknowledge that we are not, mm. like, the best continent and the best group of countries in the world kind of thing. Um, and it also and, and, and there's no reason why we can't be. No, like no. there's zero reason why this can't be the con the number one continent on the planet. Exactly. We've got the resources. We've got the brains. We just need the leadership now. Yeah, and that's the thing. And we we can't change the leadership. We can't change. Oh yes, we can. <laughs> okay. This weekend, register <laughs> to vote. <laughs> this weekend, register to vote. Yeah, it's in your hands. Don't complain. Don't complain next year if you if you didn't vote. Yeah. But my 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 thing. My focus is the kids. Yeah. You raise confident kids, mm. um, free thinking kids, um, kids that yeah that that have self worth. Nothing can destroy that. And it comes with the most basic of um, uh, life skills and um, and needs. Your wants and needs. Your hierarchy. Um, and you know Eastern Cape. Growing up that side. The, the schools in the Eastern Cape are in tatters, man. Yeah. And we've been promised like something as simple as toilets for 12 years. Mm. Um, mm. And it's, it's just such a simple thing. You, you give a child a, a decent ablution space. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if have you ever had one of those days where you forget to put on deodorant. And now you must walk. <laughs> you must walk like this. Can't lift your arms. Can't do anything. Let, let, let me tell you I can't relate. Yeah. I have a toiletry bag in my car. Okay, so, so that I don't walk around like this. <laughs> but, okay, cool. Not all of us are so so prepared. But um, yeah, you know, it's, if you if you if you've given the self confidence in it, it adds to your self worth. Yes, it's one less thing for you to worry about. Now sure. you can now you can go. And I know Stephen Gezi's been on the show. He's talked about the sanitary pads and and that. All of those small things just add to the confidence of kids. Yeah, and they you know they, they grow up to be um, yeah free thinkers and leaders. And if we can do that, if we can focus on that, then hey, maybe we can turn things around. Absolutely. Yeah. Another big story over the last week or two was the, the death of actor Matthew Perry. Mm. And, you know, often it's the artistic ones we later find out we're either dealing with uh, battling depression, yeah. uh, suicidal thoughts, uh, mental health issues. But you're also passionate about mental health. Mm. And, and, and we later find out that it's the funny guys that are struggling the most. <laughs> you, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I think the, rea the reality of life is that um, comedy and tragedy ride a very thin line. I mean, the, the, in fact, they're married. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you look at the likes of like, uh, like the Key and Peele show and Jordan, Jordan Peele. Dude's been doing comedy for ages. Yeah. He writes some of the most thrilling films same time you're going but how do you how does this exist in the same mm, way they're the mm, same things mm. so i mean same as like you you check back to the adoption thing 
you know, that could be quite a traumatic experience for, you know, lots of kids and that. But in there, you find ways through it. And then, you know, you build the comedy around that through those mm. tragic moments. So, um, you know, that's, that's one thing. But, yeah, I think mental health um, is, is a huge thing. As modern men, <laughs> we're struggling. Um, you know, there's this. What, what, what do you think it is, though? I mean, the stats are not great yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean the suicide rates alone in southern africa uh, you look at what lesotho, lesotho you look at yeah. the kingdom of eswatini yeah. uh, i mean the, the the rate of murder suicides men killing their girlfriends or wives and killing themselves in botswana it's a mind fuck yeah um suicide rate of men in this country mm. a mind fuck what do you think is the problem I, I don't know what the whole problem is, but I'd say like maybe maybe it's got to do with the shift in roles kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the, the roles were very set out and simple before. Mm, mm. Um, and even myself, I enjoy being the provider in my family. Um, our family, our little family structure sets up more traditionally, you know, than, than some. But now you, maybe a dude, your, your missus earns more than you. And yeah. fundamentally, it's always been like, because you're the earner, you get the say at the house. Mm. Now we get to a place, place where maybe dudes... Uh, dating a, a lady that works at a high power job she doesn't need anything from him she just mm. needs love that's all and now you're like hey, and, man. and and no one has even taught us how to love <laughs> yes. so even so even that we are winging <laughs> the one the one thing that we we're supposed to bring to the table we don't even know how to so now you, you left at a you left at a point and we're not taught to to talk about it either yeah yeah um, so what do you do hey now I'll start getting aggressive mm. gotta deal with it using booze then we get our, our GBV. Mm. Um, so I, d I don't even, I don't know what the answers are, but I think first things first, guys need to start talking a lot. Mm. There's uh, so often you start a conversation with another guy having a bit of hardship. You say, man, I felt the same way when I was going through that. Mm. And suddenly you realize we're not, we're not all alone as individuals. Mm. Um, yeah. So talk, talk through it is the, is the only way we get. get there. And, and, and I think where you can, um, because men generally, like hyenas hunt as a pack. Mm. If we could turn that hunting that we do as men into we also hang out and talk about our issues, yeah. talk about what you're dealing with, mm -hmm. talk about what you can't handle, you'll be amazed at how many other guys are either going through the same thing yeah. or have dealt with it successfully and can help you through it. Yeah. But because as men, we're taught to be you don't cry, you're strong, you've got this, uh, no one should see you cry, yeah. don't show weakness. Yeah. Often that's what kills you. No, 100%. Walking, walking your own road alone for no reason, it's, it's, it's silly. And I get it. I mean, look, you don't want to be the dude that comes to the bri and you start chunking. I mean, for me, for me, I'm I will that. go to a bri and cry. <laughs> I, 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 I will go to a bri and cry if I need to. Let's, let's, let, don't, don't go to the bri. Maybe yeah. just have a coffee with a friend. Let's do it like that. If you're crying at a bri, man, now we can't. It's, it ruins the time for everyone. But talk, talk to your guy friends. Check on, on your guy friends. I think it's super important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell us about the past seven years of your come up. Because, you know, all of a sudden you were this guy on social media. Yeah, yeah. With videos going viral. But people don't know that your journey wasn't always easy. You even failed to make the top ten of waiters at a restaurant in Johannesburg. <laughs> Yeah, man. So it's that it's that rural. It's that you come from the rural uh, 
uh, or, the, or the smaller cities. Yeah. And people go, no, you're going to Josie, man. And you think when you get to Josie, they give you a one million rand check, an apartment, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't happen like that. So yeah, I moved here, I struggled for a couple of months. I tried to get a job as a waiter. Um, hey, I didn't, I didn't cut the, the training. <laughs> We're deep frying halloumi for like a week. And I was like, nah, guys, I can't. I, this is, this, I, you know, you're desperate, but there's yeah. a point at which you're like, I know I'm desperate. I need something. But you're also qualified, though. So what are you qualified as? Not, not even qualified. Eh? Yeah. I think uh, my, 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 highest, my highest qualification is like in the trick. And then I, I dabbled with sound engineering for a while. Oh, so you dabbled. But, yeah, yeah. And all the other training that you've done, did you finish it? No, we've done lots of little bits of training. Jeez. <laughs> but it's practical. So it's the practical skills that come into it. Right? Yes, yes. Um, and, and so like my, I've got a studio down in Linden, and that's all just... It's been from building and, and learning and building and learning. And we live in a time where there's resources everywhere. So over a period of a couple of years, um, I tried and failed at a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I tried to be a handyman um, for a long time, and I'm just putting this out into the world. If I come to anybody's house with a toolbox, don't let me in. I don't know. <laughs> so, 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 so you okay. So the Baron on Vidkopen are like, sorry, yeah, you, you can't even deep fry halloumi. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you drop out of that. Yeah, yeah. And then you start being a handyman. Yeah, yeah. What is it that said, let me be a handyman and tell people, pay me, I can fix shit? <laughs> well, it was a brief period in between that where uh, a, a guy I met brought me on board to do sales for his construction company. Okay. And that imploded because I ended up spending all my time on, on uh, site. Okay. And I learned a couple of things. And I thought, look here, man. So you're watching guys fixing shit mm. while trying to sell construction. Yeah. You're like, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. On a smaller scale. High money turnover, so I tried that. Um, and we painted walls and stuff at first, and that was that. But it's, hey, man, it's, it's a tough tough gig out there. And nobody wants to be putting 150% into something for a 60%. You know, other guys were putting in like 60% effort and getting the same results. So I was stressing myself out. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a, crazy, it was a ca crazy period. I learned a lot. But yeah. in the meantime, mm. um, I started being a quiz master. Um, and I, I remember having one night in particular. I was standing there at the quiz. And I've got friends from school. So is this like a quiz night at a pub? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Quiz, uh, round one, question number one. Yes, 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 yes. And all my friends are like high-flying accountants, in living in Bermuda, top of sales in Dubai, whatever. And I'm standing in a pub asking questions for a living. And I was just like, man, this, this can't be my life. Eh? Yeah, this can't, this can't <laughs> where, be it. Where have I gone wrong? Um, but that was the only thing I, had, I could do at the time. And I, was yeah. like, I hammered that. And then after a while, like some guys that have been coming to quiz for a while, they... They say, hey, man, we've been coming to your quiz for ages. Can you come do a corporate quiz for us? So I started doing corporate quizzes. And say, bro, if you can do a quiz, you can MC. Yeah. Come and MC for us. Okay, cool. And dudes are coming. They say, hey, man, you've got a nice voice. Can you do some voiceovers for us? Boom. And just from, from that, and at the time, you're playing in that field. Um, I mean, it's the same as sitting here with you and you saying you've seen some of my work. I'm like, you never know who's looking. You never know who's watching. I, I was going to say, I mean, your come up, is a, uh, a classic example of kick ass at whatever it is you do. Yeah. yeah. No matter how menial it, might, it may seem, no matter how insignificant it may seem, because you don't know who's watching. Yeah, yeah. And the thing, it, it basically comes down to that the universe will not trust you with more if you're not looking after what you have now. Exactly. Look after what you have now, and the universe will be, okay, cool. Here's, here's a little bit more. You have one job, mop the floor. <laughs> if you're fucking that up. <laughs> The universe is watching. Yeah. And it's not going to give you anything else yeah. until you can when fucking you... <laughs> mop the floor. If you can mop the floor like a champ, 
Next thing, and that's what happened with us. We started painting. Yeah. Then, then we got tiling jobs. Then we got hanging doors. Then we did a renovation, and that's when everything went bang. But uh, yeah, fast forward the story. It's it's incredible to to be able to like sit here, have yes. conversations with you. Yes, sir. Um, proverbs outside there. We've we've been in the in the in the booth to recording samples in the same space. And yeah. five years ago, I would have never imagined that. Would have never thunk it. No, not at all. Not at all. But yeah, hey. You're also a new father. Uh, take us through that quickly. Hey, fresh. I don't know. I was, I was reeling now when you said you want 10 kids, man. <laughs> I've, I'd love 10. <laughs> I have two. I've been tired for like three years. Uh, there's, there's bills every time you turn, up, uh, you turn on yeah. your emails. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's the greatest blessing. It's the greatest, greatest blessing. So yeah, I've got two kids um, in quick succession. Uh, lockdown and load shedding, not a great combination. <laughs> but, 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 I, but I don't blame you though. I mean, you were raised by two German parents, so you know everything about efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> so if I want to start a family, start the family. <laughs> <laughs> My love, we have two minutes, two minutes. <laughs> It'll be the best two minutes of your life. Just give me two minutes. But when the clock goes for two minutes, we're stopping, whatever's done, done. <laughs> But how is it that you were raised German, but you've got a non-German accent, though? No, no, so the surname's, the surname's just German. Um, oh, but the South African German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, maybe second generation. Ah, so okay. So, Ber Behrens is German by, by descent, um, but... The South African through and through. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I've, yeah, I don't know, the, the accents, you know, people always do the thing, oh, you, you're from four ways, eh? Four ways, eh? Always put, and I'm like, hey guys, I've tried, I've tried to disguise it, but this is just, this is just how I speak. Absolutely. Deal with it. <laughs> if we want to book you, um, and are you doing comedy shows? Where do we find you? Um, so yeah, you can find us um, on ONS Management. Um, uh, yeah, my managers on there. They'll they'll hit us up and do all the bookings and all of the clackety clack. Yeah. And then if you want to check me out on socials, it's just Timber Robin all over the place. And uh, yeah. Full, two, full turnkey services, we're writing, we're directing, we're shooting. Yes, sir. Everything, everything. Dude, the, the night the Springboks uh, won the Rugby World Cup. Yes, yes. Um, I was playing at a pub in Four Ways, and you came to the DJ box to say hi. Yeah. And I, I'm excited about the box, but I was more excited to see you. <laughs> I was like, oh, play, play, yeah, play. And you know what's crazy? I was lurking there the whole time, and I was like, I, I want to just, I just want to say hi, you know, and yeah. when someone's taking, like getting lots of photos taken with them, you don't want to be that 10th person that comes through. Yeah, and then yeah. when you saw me, you're like, hey, come in here. I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> excuse, excuse me, excuse me, Fresh was calling me. Yeah, he was very, excuse me, um, I've got important things to do. I'm going yeah. into a little DJ box now. Yeah, I, was, I was too shy the one minute and then I said, like, no, no, Fresh has called me. Sorry, I have to go to the top. Um, yeah, but that was incredible, man. I didn't ex actually expect to see you there. So it was equally exciting. Yes, sir. Um, and yeah, they said the celebrations that night, uh, yeah, incredible. You're Absolutely epic. Incredible, yeah. Dude, we called you here to celebrate you. Ah, thanks. And just to say to you, listen, uh, you're a part of many of our lives now. Um, I think many people who might have been having a horrible day yeah. um, stumbled upon a clip or 10 of yours, and that turned things around. <laughs> and, and, and in an era where mental health is still downplayed, yeah. a simple clip like that sometimes is the difference. Yeah. That is what's going to carry me for the rest of the day until tomorrow. No, and often it. that's all I ask of people. Hang on one more day because you don't know what tomorrow offers. Yeah. So it's people like you that give people that little extra to hang on to. So I hope you don't take it lightly. 
and I hope you'll continue to kick ass. We will definitely because you, you so. kick massive ass. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Fresh. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on here, and yeah, hopefully we keep the laughs coming. Ladies and gentlemen, Timber Robin is about to saunter on out of here. <laughs> he kicks Lutius Maximus, <laughs> if you will. Yo, can you hear me? You listening to? This episode of Wow What a Week is brought to you by Yo Natural, a revolution in African hair care, a true game changer. For a 10% discount coupon, go to yonatural.co.za, Y-O-H, yonatural.co.za. Use the code W-A-W for your 10% discount. The weird thing is your actually means wow. But anyway, our guest is in the building. This is Wow! What a week. What a week. Celebrity guest. Celebrity guest. He's a retired rapper. He's a radio presenter. He's a dad. He's a TV creator and maker. Ra who's also familiar with strange, awkward piercing sounds. And no, we're not talking about having to play some of the music that the music compilers at the SABC might force him to play, but please give a warm welcome to someone who's an idol in his own way. Proverb, AKA Deboho, Sydney, Tapelo, Tekisho. 41 and looking damn good. The big dog. What dude? I think you left out a product of your hands, right? Oh, yes. The scholar, the student of the big dog. But thank you for that intro. <laughs> for, 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 for those that don't know that journey of... Because for a lot of kids, yeah. they don't even know you rapped. Oh, that's probably true. <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, I, Idols wiped all that out. Uh, big dog. So I started rapping back in high school. Yeah. Uh, run about uh, Bo 94. Sure. When it was only beginning to emerge and we were getting exposed because of TV and the like. Yeah. Um, and then I uh, recorded a demo in 95 on cassette. Now, kids, a cassette is... <laughs> ask, <laughs> That's how far back it Ask your grandmother. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, how much you want me to fast forward the story, but came to Joburg in 99, yeah. got my deal in 2005. I mean, your last born is wow. as old as your TV career. No? That's absolutely true. So knows nothing about your rapping? No, not much. Look, uh, now he's shown a little bit of interest. So, so but what, what is his name? Kosizile. Yeah, the king has my, arrived. That's correct. And I'm told you're very fond of him. Uh, like, man, uh, like I'm told you, yeah. like you're so doting. If you could make him your full-time job, you would. Big Doc, uh, you know, I, I live for my kids. Everything I do is uh, for my children. I work as hard as I do for my kids. Yeah. Um, I think they keep me focused. They keep me sane. They get me back on track, yeah. you know, uh, if I ever stray. Um, and yeah, man, I, I would do any and everything for them, like, like you do. I remember when my daughter was turning 21. Um, wow. So I literally moved to Joburg when my daughter was, she was not even one yet. Sure. So I re relocated to Joburg. I've, I've dumped out of law school. My relationship with my dad is like crap. And at her 21st birthday, I remember saying to her, I don't think I'd have the work ethic I do if you were not in my life. Oh, yeah. 
because I knew that there's a one-year-old mm. who's got needs. Yeah. I need to get nappies. Um, dude, I was not even 21 yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we, 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 we were careless once and she showed up, but that's a story for another day. No, for sure. But, but I was telling her that... There's something about kids that just sobers you, man. And that's exactly yeah. what I said to her, that if, if you were not in my life as my one-year-old child, yeah. I don't think I would have had the purpose I did at the time, yeah. the drive that I did. For sure. And that thing in my mind that said, for five years, you're sending demos, no one is responding. Yeah. But because your child is your purpose, mm. you're going to fucking make it work. 100%. Absolutely. Because you, you know I what I mean? So connect with that. So, 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 so I, I get it when you say that they give you purpose, they give you a reason to want to yeah. work. And just to kind of stay at it, you know, um, because it, it stops being about yourself, your own personal pursuits and goals and aspirations. And at some point, you gradually, it becomes all, all about them. So I, I think about where I live. I live there because my son goes to school there. Yeah. You know, I, I do what I do because the hours allow me to still be an active dad. Yes. I, you, you know, so you, you realize how much of your life is centered around these guys. Is it not a blessing when your kids have a sports day and you're the only dad there and you realize yeah. how difficult it actually is for your average parent to simply show up for sports day? For sure. Big, big, I've, I've, I've had days yeah. where it's me yeah. and 20 moms yeah. watching our kids. And I realized that these are things we take for granted, that your time allows for you to show up for your kids in a way maybe our parents couldn't because they were busy hustling for us. Uh, big Dog, listen, I fully subscribe, man. I even remember um, being on a phone with a client yeah. and canceling what was a well-paying gig. Yeah. Because for me, you know, this took precedence. The, the priority was to be there for my kids. And I, I was so happy. And, and in that morning, I had said to my son, I wasn't going to make it. Yeah. And it was uh, an athletics day. Oh, yes. And so when I made it, it just so happened he was, you know, just taking off for his 100 meters. But he was kind of just going through the motions. Just coasting through. But as soon as he saw, he saw me, and I remember thinking of the significance of the symbolism of that. Yes. You know, to say being, being present is, is so important. These are the, the memories, the milestones that you can never get back, you can never replicate. Absolutely. So you, you're telling us about your rap career. I... But, but, but or at least how it kind of started. For sure. But your mom was never happy about your file of raps. Yes. Because, I mean, I, mean uh, I had saw Penduka here the other day. Yeah. And uh, myself and Tato, uh, when we're still doing uh, Fresh Breakfast at Y. Oh, Mr. T. When you were our, our technical producer. That's right. We went to Saul's high school and he made me sign his book of rhymes. Oh, so I signed, wow. I signed an autograph on Saul Penduka's book of rhymes. It was like thick with just rhymes. In fact, it was full. So he'd taken another hardcover book to add, so he had like a To reinforce it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That explains why he's so sharp at the puns. Yeah. I should have known. Tell us about your book of yeah. rhymes and how it disappointed your mother. Ish, big dog, you know, so because of the influence that we had, we only knew rap to be yeah. this macho, Maniga, Maniga. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Rebus motherfucker. You understand? Big dog, so it was all about how many profanities can you put in there? How hard can you come? How obnoxious can you be? Uh, so, you know, these are all the rhymes I used to pen down. And my, my mom found my rhyme book one day. Well, it was my maths book. So at the back of my maths book, she found the, the rhyme book. And 
Big Dog, she was so disappointed, you know. Yeah. Uh, she sat me down and she said, look, man, if, if this is what this is going to be, I do not support it. Yeah. I'm not a part of it. Bear in mind, it's it's a very uh, sort of a Christian household at this time. Oh, yes, well, like yes. all of our childhoods, I want to I want to believe. Yeah. Um, and so she was highly disappointed and didn't approve of it at all. And I'm kind of a glad, as I always say, that it happened that way because mm. I then sort of became conscious of what it is I'm, I'm saying, I'm putting out. Mm. Uh, if I'm to be of any influence in the future, what is it that I want to sort of, you know, put forward? You know, what's the message? What's the the legacy I yes. want to sort of uh, start to start putting out there? So it made me really aware, and I therefore made a conscious effort to not only make it clean, but positive and meaningful as well. So you you often tell the story of how you knew you'd made it. You had a mama, I made it moment. Yeah. When your mom introduced you to her friends as Eesh. proverb. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm not yeah. there yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still T-boy. T-boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I haven't made it to my mom telling her friends that this is yeah. my son fresh. That means you got ways to go. You so, still have groundwork to do. Oh, no. <laughs> you made it before I did, yeah. bruh. Yeah, you know, uh, Big Dog, and I, I'm going to really do my best to not get emotional because my mom is since late, you know. Um, yeah, man, my soul rest but, in peace. Uh, Dude, you can get emotional, it's okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I realized, because she would never outright say it to me, to my face, that they approve of what I do now. Yes, yes. But I would, uh, I would recognize it in how we interact with other people. It's the, it's the small things. You know, yeah. how they suddenly want to bring you, Jorge, Come and meet my son. You, you know my you know my boy proverb. You, you you know what I mean? You know his rap song. And all of a sudden I was like, Is this you? What mom? is this? <laughs> you know, so for me, I, I took that man as as the approval that I needed. Yes. Uh, and of course, in the in the latter years of her, her life, she was outright supportive of me. Mm. Uh, and I'm forever grateful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But she was raised by a Titan herself, though. Mm. Tell us about mommy. Hi, Big Dog. Why are you doing this there? <laughs> uh, now you're taking it to the beginning. Hey, man. So who, who, who's mommy? Mommy is, uh, is, is my grandmother. She was uh, the matriarch of uh, the family. She yeah. was the backbone, the anchor. She held us all down. Mm. This was in Kimberley. Um, a principal at a primary school, which would explain then how uh, we were raised the way we were. Mm. You know, um, she did, never spared the rod in any kind of way. And I mean that literally, you know, because, <laughs> you know, um, so I, I sort of uh, grew up with the belt, with the cane, with the backhand, yeah. uh, you know. And it, and, and, it, and it was all love. It was you, all love. You, you never ever felt like I'm being abused here. Oh, yeah. And and I always, I always argue that that every beating I got at home, yeah, I earned. Yeah, like I earned every single beating, mm. and I got a lot. For sure, big dog. And I, I'm sure I'm sure you would then agree that it was it was so volatile that those those very beatings, yeah, were, were so crucial, man, because it could have easily gone the other way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, just recently I was in Kimberley for a funeral and I passed by my childhood home. And Big Dog, you know, you'll see some of your peers and the guys you grew up with mm. and you realize how differently your life has panned out. Mm. And had it not been for 
some of those fundamental teachings, the never giving up, those backhands. Teachings and beatings. Teachings and beatings. There's our next book, brother. Let's go author it. So um, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for it, man, because mm. without them, uh, I know life would have definitely turned out differently. Why was it important for you to make a turn by your childhood home? Uh, I always do. Look, I... I don't have much reason to be in Kimberley anymore, only mm. because uh, my mom and my grandma have both uh, sadly passed on. I do have some distant relatives. Yeah. So every so often uh, when I do find myself in Kimberley, either by invitation or booking or, you know, family function mm. like this one, mm. uh, I think it's it's so important, you know, to go and pay homage to go and cast on about Hohatamabala. And just kind of uh, reconnect with your roots. It really gives you perspective about where you are. You sort of uh, gain a greater appreciation of how far you've come. Mm. Uh, and sometimes to see how far you've come, you often have to look back. Mm. So for me, it's it's more the, the symbolism of it um, than anything. You know, you talk about you and Kimberly for, for a funeral. Yeah. And often the reminder that we're not getting any younger is one, the number of funerals we're now attending, the ages of the people we're now burying is almost a reminder of the fact that we are the adults now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 20 years ago, you were the kid yeah. that was on some, is these 40 year olds are old. Yeah. Now you're the 40 year old that's now burying people. For sure. You know, now you're the patriarch of the family. <laughs> Indeed. You know what I mean? It's both daunting, but... But at the same time, yeah. you are still mama's child. Mm. So with COVID and all that we lost yeah. uh, through COVID, um, you know, whether it was careers or lives, I mean, you lost your mom around the same period yeah. when the madness was starting, um, losing your marriage. How have you dealt with one loss yeah. and reminding yourself who the hell you are mm. and why you have to stand up and keep walking? For sure. Um, Big Dog, you know, we touched on it. Uh, my kids were definitely you know, my true north mm. um, for a lot of uh, the chaos. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I feel like you may have uh, peeked at it when I, when I you know, um, wrote it down in my book, but when I sort of started appreciating this concept of, of peace and yes. what that means, yeah. um, for me that really started refueling what my purpose is. Sure. So it was not only to find peace for myself, but also for my ecosystem to be that of peace. And that's why I, when I messaged you yesterday, I said I've become a little bit of a recluse. And that's maybe just a brutal way of saying that I've become so much more selective about the environment 100%. Yes, you intentionally protect your peace. Absolutely, but yeah. also so that I can create a peaceful environment for, for my kids, you know, because I don't want them to inherit any of my traumas, you mm. know, and I don't want to, offload on them because I'm responding to the world, you know, so all the loss, the pain, the tragedies, and then you come and offload it, um, sometimes unwittingly so. So I'm, I'm very conscious to, to, to not do that, to try to give them as, as full and as complete a childhood as I can possibly muster with all I have, but to, to stay sane at the end of it all and just mm. to stay at peace. Mm -hmm. Now, before we have a bit of fun yeah. with... <laughs> 
um, your former rap days. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the business side of yeah. Proverb. For sure. When did you realize that I'm now a businessman? Yeah. I'm not just a rapper. I'm not just a dude in the entertainment industry. Mm. Was there a point? And were you intentional in getting to that point? Yeah. And you've often said that idols saved your life. Yeah. Because idols has been the one constant. For sure. Uh, for the last, what, 10, 12 years? 14. 14 years now. Yeah. But that's been your one constant. Yeah. And often, sometimes, that's all you need. Yeah. Just give me a constant. Your constant could be the coffee every morning. Indeed. Your constant could be your career. Your constant yeah. could be... Uh, that person who holds a sign at a traffic light saying, have a good day. It's as little as that often. Sure. But yours is bigger than that. But when did you realize that, oh, wow, yeah. I'm moving here? For sure. Big Dog, it was, it was born of a need. Yeah. You know, because in the beginning, um, certainly for me, and I, I wonder for you too, if it was for fun, you know, because you, you have this, what you believe is a talent or a gift mm. and you really want to pursue it, but for the fun of it, yeah. for the for the cheers, for the applause, for the accolades, you know. Uh, and then life kind of gets real, yeah. you know, uh, and it, it slaps you across the face. And I find that it gets progressively more real as you go, mm. you know. Um, so when I found myself, for instance, uh, out of a job in 2009, I had just left uh, the radio show. All I had was this, you know, barely hanging on music career. Um, and I went to do Survivor, you know, but I, I had my two kids and it was just a moment and an opportunity to really reflect, to remove all the lights and the glitz. And I got to spend time with me. Mm. And I realized that, listen, man, if, if I'm to survive, if I'm to have any kind of future, I need to engage some foresight. You know, and if I'm to reach that end goal, I need to make some changes, you mm. know. And that's when I started kind of operating differently, thinking differently about everything. And I think it was also a catalyst to the ultimate decision to say, maybe maybe music isn't the way, uh, you know, I'm going to achieve this. It's you not know? sustainable. It, I recognize how short-lived it yeah, was. Yeah, um, yeah. Certainly for me, you know, mm. and, and Big Talk, I have to say the for me part, yes. because many have enjoyed success and Absolutely. long careers. So yeah. it's not to say it's a blanket statement, mm. but mm. for me, I realize how, how short-lived it was, how unpredictable the industry is, how volatile entertainment is, how it's all dependent on factors you don't always have control of, including your popularity, your age, how good yes. looking you are, how yes. well-spoken you are, all the elements that you have no control of. And I actively began taking steps to really try and secure some kind of future for myself, but for my children as well. Mm. So I began studying. I began trying to buy into business opportunities where they were. Yeah. I started thinking about finances and just the economy in general differently, mm. you know, and started trying to avoid living from check to mouth, yes. you know, and just really try and put in some fundamental um you know, pillars yes. to make sure that I can have some kind of future. And that's when I began to think of myself as a business person. But the problem is, it becomes a bug, though. And A, a bug, you say, Big Dog? It becomes, it's like, you're almost like bitten by a bug. Yeah. In terms of, you started with one property, now you have 15 million. Mm. Like, 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 you know, when, do you ever feel like, flip, maybe I need to slow down now? 
You know, it's, it's interesting you, you say that because I am at this interesting crossroad yeah. where, where for the last couple of years, you've just been machining it. You yes. don't even think about anything else. Yeah. You just, what's the next? Who's the next? What's the next meeting? Let's yeah. sit down. Let's sign it. Let's get this contract. Let's, but you, you then also think that there must be a fine balance as well, mm. you know? Mm. So I think I'm at that point, which is ah, why yes. when idols came to an end, mm. uh, as, as much as, you know, you start worrying about, ooh, this was, this was one, one of the sources of income, you also feel like, yes, this buys me uh, a bit more balance. Yeah. Yes, I can command my time a little bit more. Mm. Yes, uh, I feel like I don't, I don't have this gun to my head anymore yes, 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 to yes. say, in fact, if you rest on your laurels, it's all going to collapse. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the, the, the beauty of putting systems in place mm. is that you can take your hands off the wheel every now and again so, and trust that it'll stay on the mm, road. Mm. Was the end of idols, like what sense did it give you? Did yeah. you feel a sense of loss yeah. or a sense of accomplishment? Ah, uh, big dog! You see, only somebody like you would understand a thing like that, which is yeah. why it's so brilliant how you pose that question. I've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> oh, you have? Ah, Big Dog, and it shows. Ah, that's why you're the Big Dog, <laughs> man. You know, Big Dog, often when, when I'm asked this question, which is yeah. obviously every single day since yeah. it's ended, yeah. it's, it's asked from a perspective of loss and ending and oh, what now? Yes. Now you are free like falling. Shams, and then, yeah. Yes. But can I tell you the, the sense of of accomplishment, of fulfillment enough, done that I have, yes. but also it's it's like a, a legacy that I've just cemented and locked in, yeah. not only for myself, but for the lives that we have touched, mm. the millionaires that we've made. Yeah. You know, I, I look at some of the stories of these youngsters and that's where I really find my joy, Big Dog, because some of these youngsters have gone on to buy homes for their families, yeah. to start careers, businesses, whatever the case may be. So all that is where I find my joy. That's how I feel when I look at you. <laughs> ah, Big Dog. Do you know what I mean? And, and listen, Big Dog, I, I don't know if I'm going to get an opportunity too, man. Yeah. But I, I sincerely, genuinely, really have to give you your flowers. Yeah. You know, because we, we make light of that and we make a joke of it. Mm. But I, I wish you realized the significance of that chance that you took. Mm. You know, that chance that you took was the start of the domino effect that is my life, you know? Sure, sure. Um, now, when I sort of speak to other youngsters, mm. I, I try and mirror, and I'll never be able to, I'll, I'll never be able to put somebody on like you did for me, mm. but I certainly try and take those learnings and impart what I can mm. from what I learned from guys like yourself. So Big Dog, if I never get a chance, man, thank you so much. In fact, in your book, you talk about how I gave you an opportunity to be yeah. a technical producer yes. on my show. Yeah. But because you didn't have the intel, mm. you had no idea who was hounding me yeah. to put you on. Yeah. And, and for those that don't know the story, so Adil, um, Adil was at Metro, was at YFM, was at Radio Bop. Um, I worked with Adil at YFM. And I, my breakfast show at Y didn't have a producer. And Adil kept giving me these cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> There's this kid, man, a, a proverb. Yeah, he, he did uh, sound engineering at, yeah. was it at Allenby? It was at Allenby, that's at, right. At Allenby yeah. in... Um, 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 Bramley. In Bramley. Yeah. Please just give, give him a chance. Please yeah. give him a chance. So literally almost every day, if not every week, 
Adele would say, please give him a shot, without fail. Big dog, and, and may I pay homage to yeah. Adele as well, man, yeah. to say, you know, uh, like you say, by the time I, I was writing the memoir, I didn't actually know that backstory. You yes. put me on. Yeah. Uh, and ever since then, I've, I've gone back to sort of uh, give my flowers, but I want to take every opportunity I can, mm. um, you know, because I feel like sometimes guys don't realize how their contribution, you yep. know, uh, what it can do, man. And, and Big Dog, I am seldomly in conversations with anyone in the business mm. whose life you haven't touched in some way, shape or form. Mm. And it, it just continues to blow my mind how, how selfless one can be. Because you know how selfish the nature of the industry is. It's actually easier to protect your yes. lot and be selfish. Yeah. It's way, way easier. And we do it instinctually. Yeah. You yeah. know, where you don't realize you're a gatekeeper. Yeah. But it's only because of self-preservation. Yeah. Right? So, so for somebody... Or fear of scarcity. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So for yeah. somebody to be as selfless uh, as, as you've been and continue to to be mm. uh, is, is really admirable, a big dog, and you're really one of a kind, man. Respect. So let me finish the story. <laughs> so Adil is like, please give this kid a shot. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, man, uh, have him come in. Dude was late first day of work. First day of work. <laughs> Our show didn't have a producer. Dude is late first day of work. So already I've been on tenta hooks because we don't have a show producer. Dude is late. I'm like, Adil, what the fuck have you done? Day one, imagine, <laughs> you know, but I was up the whole night thinking if this is really happening and I'm not making an excuse for it. Um, and that's another life lesson, you know, Big Talk. Yeah. Because uh, since that day, and your words, maybe you can repeat them, you know what I mean? Uh, but your, your words were, my man, Listen, it happens once. Generally, <laughs> I hold, especially my people, yeah. uh, to a higher standard than anyone else. Yeah. And the people that know and love me or know and work with me yeah. will tell you that I will hold you at a higher standard than someone who works somewhere else yeah. in a similar position because I expect the same of myself. For sure. So I'm not going to expect any less of you because why should you fire at two out of 12 pistons mm. if I can fire 12 pistons? <sighs> you know what I mean? Yes, sir. If I'm a V12 and I'm V12ing, yeah. I expect you to want to be a fucking V14. Yes, sir. Yes, otherwise, sir. we're wasting At time. At least, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. we're wasting time. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, and I've always said that about people I work with or teams that I assemble on the radio show, that if you don't want to be better than me, I don't want you on my team. Oof. You know what I mean? Because I don't want people that are going to idolize me or say, yes, boss, yeah. or fresh. No, I don't want that. Yeah. I want you to want to be better than me yes, so that you can fly and go do the same thing for someone else. Yeah. So anyway, so I told him that you are late once. <laughs> yeah. I still, I still feel bad because yeah. Yeah. already you were feeling cut. Yes, sir. But, but do, do the big voice because you did it in your most intimidating, optimist, prime voice. <laughs> Which was thunderous, big dog, and it's never left my soul. And, and it's five in the morning, so my voice was deepest at five in the morning. Yeah, big dog, but you know, even like that as just a metaphor, you know, because I've never been late or disrespected anyone's time yeah. since then. You know, and, and that's only one of the many principles embedded. He was an hour early for this interview. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Last time we had breakfast meeting, I think beginning of the year, he was 30 minutes early for that meeting. Yes, sir. Yeah. Especially for the big dog. <laughs> ah, if you know, if you know better, especially for the big dog. Anyone else came up on? Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. the big dog. You'll arrive 
Act. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, and listen, those are some of the fundamentals. You know, people always think um, you kind of get the work you do, the gigs you do, whatever, because you're the best or yeah. you're great. And sometimes it isn't that. Yeah. It's little things like you show up on time, you're easy to work with, you're polite, you know, you get along with everyone, you always go above and beyond, those kind of things. People that have asked me how I've done this for 30 years, that's exactly my answer. Yes, that sir. My talent is at the back of the list of why I'm still in this career. Because Powerful I bother to show up. When are you pinning all this down and writing and leaving a roadmap? In fact, I'm told you're about to write your second book. I must get to my first one. Uh, Big Dog, <laughs> I, I, I really want to, but I encourage you, listen, because Big Dog, the, the kind of wisdom that you have, mm. you know, um, I, I think there are still generations to come sure. who can benefit from. Mm. So mm. I, I really think, uh, Big Dog, and I'm, I'm not buying your face here, but so, I really so, think so, you need to so put it So why don't you publish it? Done, let's do it. Done. Okay, we let's are writing um, <laughs> DJ Fresh a memoir. There you go. The, the thing is, I was waiting for some people to die first before I write a memoir. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, just to protect the innocent. But yeah, yeah. Fuck it, let's write let's it. Let's go. Let's do it. In fact, that's the name of the book. Fuck it, let's write it. <laughs> that's it. If not, now when? <laughs> let's do it. I'm going to play you... Uh, uh, please just put on your headphones there. You know, Big, Big Dog, I made a quick observation yeah. uh, because you said the sponsor of the podcast yeah. is uh, you're the hair product. Yeah. You know, when you and I met, we were both bald. And uh, now we both have heads. <laughs> Anyways, continue. And, and, the, and the weirdest thing, because I always had a bald head, yeah. people that see me think, oh, he was bald. What tonic did he use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. people are always using, asking me, what tonic did you use? For sure, for so sure. I'm thinking of bottling water mm -hmm. and just telling them, this is the serum I use. There you go. And selling this is it. it. The secret. And making a billion rand. Dad, we've got a second business. Let's do it. I'm in. Guys, uh, our parents had good heads of hair, and that's why we have hair. That's all it is. There you go. Anyway, I'm going to play you uh, this dude here, and I want you to tell me what this, who this dude is right. and what he means to you. Yeah, um, <laughs> where, where do I even start with Debo uh, Khotekisho, aka Proverb? Look, you know, there's, there's, there's only been a handful of dope rappers who happen to be dope people who happen to eventually become close friends and Pro is one of those. Like, um, you know, when I first heard him, I heard him on Why. I think he was rapping at the Rapidivity Jam and I was busy with my debut album, The Life Rap and Drama, just is exactly 20 <laughs> years ago. And yeah, I, I remember I was with Selva in the studio and I got a hold of Oskido and he got me pros numbers and I hit him up. And in, in true fashion, homie came through to the studio <laughs> and he was hella excited to be there with me and Selvin. And that's how we did attention. But outside of that, I just want to say, look, man, pro is one of the best you ever do it yeah. globally. Yeah. And I love how 
you know, you always, you always, what's the word I want to use properly? I just love how you always respected the craft. Even when you stop rapping, you still respected the craft. So this is me, man, saying thanks for being part of my career. Thanks for being part of my life. And stay tight, fam. We love you out here, fam. Hola. That's ammunition. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Do you is. know that attention is in my top 10 all-time favorite songs ever, ever? Hmm. Yeah. It's also, I feel, one of the hottest rap songs to never blow up globally the way it deserved to. That's yeah, what, I, what I'm, I'm always ahead of his time, man, as a, yeah. as a, as a producer, he had an ear. Um, you know, for, for talent like you, you know, he was not afraid to put youngsters on. Yes. I'm eternally grateful to, uh, to Mr. Ammunition. So, so um, the, phone, the phone call comes in from Ammunition saying, come into studio. Like, how were you feeling at the time? No, how it even happened, because he and I seem to remember it differently. Yeah. But for some reason, uh, I was with Selvin. Oh, yes. Um, on the way to the studio. Okay. But my recollection of the story is Selvin was scheduled to feature on the song. Ah. And because I was there by default, okay. he said, Emulati. Let's go. That's how I remember the story. Yeah. You know, um, and he, as he says, you know, I was so excited. I think that was the quickest verse I ever wrote in my life. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I always had something in the holster, big dog. You remember? Yeah. Uh, and it, it was, and that 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 song really started what was to be a fruitful and 15-year rap career. Absolutely. Please put on your headphones again. Got someone else for you. I I um, yeah, man. Um, there's tough ones to just make it one. So I was just gonna make three memories into one reel, you know. Um, so let me talk about uh, the first time that we went to Cape Town together. There was this thing that YFM had put together to, to, for the Josie, which was a coalition um, slash war <laughs> between Cape Town and, and, and um, and uh, Josie, I think fresh you were there, yep. you know, during the time you hadn't left YFM. Yeah. Um, so we are excited. Bad Boy T had put this thing together. Here I come and I experience, uh, I think it was excitement. I think it was just another level of him coming of age. <laughs> I think he took a sip of something. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what he was drinking, but <laughs> the first time I saw him drunk. <laughs> and uh, all he did, he was running around. He was like, yo, so this is how it feels. And he would run, you know. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was, I, I don't think, I don't know if he remembers that, but that was quite an experience because I used to spend a lot of time with dude. And then another one was when we went to Durban together. Uh, actually, Seize uh, and Scoop at that time, Seize was calling himself Scatterbrain as a rapper. Um, and uh, Scoob, Scoob has always been Scoob. They had this thing called Rhyme Time. And they booked us. They were still at high school. They booked us. They booked us. That um, is dope. Uh, 
we went by bus though, but it was quite an experience. It was me and Verb, man. We were together on a road trip. Um, we went there, had a great time uh, to a point where uh, Scatterbrain had a battle with uh, with Proverb. <laughs> went back and forth, of course, Proverb took it. And then the last one was Pro versus Pro at um, the Rendista show. That's right. My goodness. Yo, man. Yo, man. Yeah, I've never experienced that. It was like eight miles for me. Uh, you know, uh, them going back and forth, it was so scary that Pro Kid will say something and you're like, yo, how on earth is Proverb going to respond to that? And then Proverb will come back and hit him like, and we're like, oh my goodness, how is Pro Kid going to come back from that? And then, yeah, even though Pro Kid took it, but it was a thin margin and people want to make it like, yo, he was annihilated. It was a thin, thin, thin margin. Um, I've never in my life experienced a battle like that. I don't think in the world there would ever be such a great moment like that. So yeah, man, that's my brother. Um, one of the most humble, most honest, most, um, you know, easy to talk to people there. I love you, man. Love you, pro. So yeah, man, those are the memories. Mr. Selvin. It's Mr. Selvin. Pastor Selvin now. Pastor Selvin, yes, yes, yes. Pastor yes, Selvin yes, now, yes. man. Oh, man. Amen, brother. I'm, I'm, uh, so, I'm so moved, the big dog, man. You know, these, uh, these were my uh, brothers in arms. You know, mm. we, we uh, came up together. We grew up together pretty much, you yeah. know. Um, the industry raised you. It, it absolutely raised us, yeah. man, you know. Uh, and a lot of my perspectives and values, ideals, you know, um, I sort of got learned from these guys. Mm. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for them both. And I, lo and I love them too. Respect. So, you know, I'm not going to have you on the show and you not rap. I know you've, you've retired, you've hung up your microphone, you've hung up your, your book of rhymes. Uh, uh, what was it before? Uh, uh, T-bone steak. Ah, oh, come on! <laughs> Big dog. This dude used to be T-bone steak. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before he was proverb. <laughs> Tell us about T-bone steak. Man, Big Dog, I get it because my uh, my my birth name is Teboho. Yes. So then, by the time I went to boarding school, yeah, you, you know become T Bone. Yeah, you give each other nicknames: yeah. T T Bone, T Bone Steak. Then sure. then somebody was just Steak. Yeah. Then ah oh my gosh, but yeah, that's all all history, man. Good times. What did T Bone Steak rap about? T Bone Steak. That was still in the. The rhyme book my mom disapproved oh, of face. Okay, so T Bone Steak was very raw. I was very, and listen, <laughs> my influences, Big Dog, were the battle rappers. Oh, yes, yes. Your cannabises. Yes. So I knew nothing but to eat MCs. Yes. I just wanted to battle. Every time you had any kind of baggy pants mm. or a little twang in your accent, something that made me think you might be a rapper. You're a fake. boy. Yeah. M.I.E. You understand? Just <laughs> Let's like that. Let's go. So uh, it, it was, uh, yeah, different kind of mindset, man, mm. uh, back then. You didn't do well at school, not because you were not, you know, you didn't have what it took. I mean, uh, both your parents are doctors, but is it maybe because you rather apply your mind to what you're doing as a rapper at the time than to academics? Yeah, I was, I was very distracted, Big Dog. Um, yeah. My focus was definitely um, elsewhere and not so much where it, it should have been. I, yeah. You know, I, I didn't recognize the opportunities. Yeah. Um, you know, the 
proverbial spoiled brat oh, yes, is what yes. I was. Okay. Um, and I think since then, you know, I've you're making up for it. I've I've made I'm making up for it. I'm I'm still making up for it today. You know, I'm still studying today. I'm uh, doing my final year BBA, trying to do an MBA, trying to ace. No, I, I was gonna say I'm sure mom is looking down from heaven on some finally. Yeah. <laughs> like it took you long enough, son. Yeah, I I hope she is. Yeah, I know I know she is. Yeah, I know she is. We're gonna have a little fun. We often play a game called the musical. Yeah, let's do it. And we do it with singers normally, but because you're a rapper, we're going to do it with you. In Proverb, the musical. It's a movie, it's a musical about your life, obviously. Okay, right. And um, a hip hopper, if you will. <laughs> In Proverb, the musical, what song would punctuate your childhood? Oh, my childhood. Yeah. Now, I, I already mentioned I was this uh, the vicious battle rapper MC who wanted yeah. nothing but to eat everybody. Yeah. Uh, it would definitely be Cannabis Patriots. Okay. Let's give us a... Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. But yeah. now there's so many vulgarities. Uh, it's fine. Do you, have, do you have the beep we'll, machine we'll, ready? We'll beep it later. Uh, I'll make it. Stools. I put a pistol in your mouth and pull, then I feed you to the pit bulls. Don't even talk about guns. The only nine you got has a nine dollar bill and four ones. Ish, what is it even? Victor, I even remember. Oh my gosh. Hey, cannabis was my dude, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, you was stand outside the gates of Buckingham Palace selling reaper. Get it so high that whenever I drop ish, it'll land on the window of your airplane cockpit. Oh, <laughs> Don't get me started on that, man. Don't get me started. Proverb the musical. Yes, sir. Um, the first time you thought you were in love, or the first time you fell in love. Yeah. What, what was that song? Was there a hip-hop love song, maybe? Of course. Yeah. LL Cool J, Runaway Girl. Oh, but wait, I don't know if I know this, the, the verse from that, though. Oh, man. Uh, I need a girl with extensions in her hair. What else? You, you remember, you remember Runaway Girl by LL Cool J? That. It was girl. even before we knew rappers could be soft and smooth and in love, man. But, but you know that Cool J was doing that already because in 85, 86, he dropped I Need Love. Mm. In my opinion, I think it was the first ever hip hop ballad. Yeah, you see. So, so LL Cool J has been that guy. Yeah. That, that comes through for some of us. No, LL's that don't want to go in hard. Yeah, man. So yeah, it, it would be like a runaway girl. I would even, I would even give him another one. And he, what was that collaboration he did with uh, Boys to Men? Um, yeah, I, I know the one you're talking about. I yeah. see you at the bus stop standing every day. Your yeah. man must think it's safe for you to travel that way. And I don't want to violate your relationship. Oh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Victor, you make me want to go dig the crates back up. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know? Um, proverb, the musical. Yes. The, the proverb song that you feel changed your life when it comes to your rap career. So, one of my own songs. Yeah, one of your own songs. I think, uh, look, I'm going to say two. I'm yeah. going to first say Letter to My Ex. Okay. And there's a significance. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you quickly remember, I, I came with the CD after having freshly recorded the night before. I remember. T 
just to show you, you know what I mean? Yes. To, to say, hey, big dog, I, I, I put yeah. down my first Absolutely. song. I remember. And what did you do? You said, Let's give this thing to me. I'm going to play it right here, right now. Yeah. So th that's why that song is, is so significant to me. But otherwise, uh, the, the one that I think officially then set me on course yeah. was I Have a Dream. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's. I have a dream the real MCs will win awards, cats who've been ignored by the industry before, the underdogs that are giving more when they're living for the bigger cause, that there's a hip-hop or hit abroad in terms of level and sales of rate which is bought. I, I have a dream of seeing an NCMC in the source, a double HP posting in the centerfold. I have a dream of platinum sales minimum gold, a tour bus with all of us towing across African borders while television networks record us. Have a dream of being in the... Ah, oh, oh, My dude. Yeah, man. So... It's the significance of it, man. Yeah. You know, uh, as I spoke about all aspirations, not only for, for me, mm. but for hip hop in general. Remember by then, we weren't getting plays on but, radio. But you, pre you were possibly predicting what's about to happen then. Look, I, I think we were lot, on lot, the cusp. Yes. And it was just well-timed. You just pushed it over. And and I was I was in the force that I think pushed it over. You know, yeah. then, of course, everyone in my generation, then your Amos and Salvans, the guys we were talking about, the yeah. H2Os, yeah. the Salvans, the last letters, yeah. the Tumis, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And finally, proverb, and this, unfortunately, would have to be uh, a freestyle. Yo, can I steal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Proverb the musical. Yes, it's sir. your victory song. Mm. It's the end of the musical. Mm. And it's where your life is right now. My gosh, big dog. Jesus. Yeah. I know. Yo, 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 yo. So uh, it, it would, uh, let, me, let me just have a quick look, man. All right. This is a freestyle, guys. Yes, sir. Man, so. Kicking it with the big dog, reminiscing about this hip hop. I'm just trying to make a quick point, like I'm the Springboks, sitting here on Wow What a Week, sparking a freestyle. I don't even need the beat. Look at me now. I'm actually I'm 42, but it doesn't matter. The thoughts are still coming through over the dome, and I don't even need a microphone. All I need is a big dog, and I will spark a poem. The only dude that can get me out of retirement. Reminiscing where the fire went. And we still thinking about the YFM Still pulling strings like it's a violin Try again, the PRO handling business Now everybody's about to witness Tune into the podcast to hear the God rap Cause yo, at long last How long has it been? Eight years at least But look at him now, he's old but he's still a beast Hey, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> yes sir, yes sir oh, Good dude. times, right? Dude. Good times. Dude, I've been a fan of yours since the day I met you. Okay, the day after you went. I, I when I pitched up on time eventually. Yeah, because then you made up for it. And Big dog, there's so many stories. I, I know you're looking to wrap up, man, but there's so many stories. I wish I could tell of the time that uh, you, the show got an endorsement and you uh, insisted that everyone on the team gets to drive one and I got to drive one too. Oh, yes. There was that uh, time. So, so Mazda wanted to sponsor me. Yeah. And I said to Mazda, I've got a team. Yeah. Including dude who was late first yes, day sir. of work. Yes, so sir. So we must all get a Mazda or we don't want a Mazda. Yes, sir. Big dog, then, of course, there was a time where I lost all the comedy CDs, and I was afraid to tell you for like a good two weeks. Then there was a time, Big Dog, where you went overseas and you brought uh, me and Mr. T, K, 
gifts, some yeah. of which I can't speak of. <laughs> but you and I, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, like, man, when Brenda Farsi came through, yeah. and uh, you know, you brought me from the back to come and freestyle with the great uh, man Brenda Farsi, yeah. um, Big Dog. When we had uh, all the shows at the Rand show, um, every time we did an outside broadcast, and you were like. I don't care what happens, man, but my dude has to come here and rap, yeah. you know, and I would always come from the back to come in freestyle. So, Big Dog, I can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So if I achieve nothing else today, man, I really, really want to give you your flowers and say thank you. I was supposed to be giving you your flowers, but listen, if we want to have a flower fight, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Selling Sunset. You're always watching Selling Sunset. What yeah. is that? Yeah. Well, look, ever since I started uh, enjoying uh, property, property investment, I'm not yeah. so much on that show for the bickering. I couldn't care for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, there, I'm there watching uh, the houses, the properties, thinking yeah. about investments. I actually consume a lot of property shows, follow sure. all these guys, not only on social media, but every time they put out a show, a special of some kind, I would definitely yeah. check it out. For a guy that was a rapper in front of stage, yeah. isn't it wild that you now have social anxiety, though? Um, it, it is crazy, big dog, but, um, you know, I think, I think life experiences have, uh, have made me so, mm. um, they've, uh, they've definitely made, you've learned. Yeah. It's, it's become like an occupational hazard, yeah. you know, where yeah. you say, look, I love the business. I love what I do. I hate the life that comes with it. Sure. I hate what you inherit sure. as a result of mm. being on, but so it, rather, it rather in your own space. So I try and control what I can, you know, uh, yeah. the rest of the time I try and develop thick skin for it. Mm. Mm. And then what is it about you and always carrying a tub of chewing gum? Uh, <laughs> That's such a specific question, man. Because um, you're always carrying a tub I do. chewing gum. I do. Big dog, look, um I'm 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 very self-conscious, you know. Yeah. Um so if you were to rummage through my bag, yeah, it, it might shock you. It looks like an overnight bag because you know I, I have my roll-on, I have my cologne, I have my sanitizer, I've got my gum, I've got my combs. Uh so, so I, I think I've just become a very self-conscious, self-aware. Um, you know, and I interact with people. Yeah. You know, on the, on the show, so I you must to hug be, So you must be fresh all the time. So you must be fresh at all times. Yeah. There you go. Basically, he's saying his bag is ready to wake up anyway. There you go. <laughs> if you say, let's go now, I, I'll, I'll pick up. In fact, speaking of going, yeah. if there's chance, I want to share another story, please, Big Dog. But please share on. it quickly because we're going to need to wrap up. Okay, very quick. Yeah. Um, when you made me the coolest person among my friends, yeah. we decided to go to Durban. Yes, sir. Uh, you were playing there. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I said, obviously the squad was pressuring me. Ah, Fonela Big Dog, tell him you're here, dog. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we got to the door, no tickets, no plan. Uh, Big Dog came to the door and said, how many are you, man? Uh, all of you, come in, right? Mm. That was the first moment where everybody was like, yo, you like that with the Big Dog? Mm. Then let me tell you guys, I have to tell everybody, man, Packed dance floor, club, DJ Fresh is playing, you know what I mean? Um, everyone is kind of gathering around. Then Big Dog spots me in the audience, gives me a fist bump. Oh, if only you knew! <laughs> I have never been that cool like that day. Obviously, I played off like, hey, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. my guy. You know what I mean? That's my guy. Like, if he, <laughs> if he insists. Oh, uh, man, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Dog. So, I don't know. Stuff like that I always think very, very fondly of, man. No, that's dope. Yes, man. sir. <laughs> you only drive red cars. Why? Bahatung, who's out here giving you my. <laughs> 
<clears throat> Big Dog, uh, when uh, I was maybe some some years ago, I would yeah. say around about 2010 or so, I, I decided that uh, I had a dream car mm. and uh, I had saved the picture yeah. as my screensaver. Sure. And it just so happened, and I suppose there's a power of manifestation, sure. right? Yeah. Um, and it just so happened that when I was finally able to get one of the two cars in the picture, mm. um, I then made it a mission of mine to to recreate the screen, you know, oh, yeah, that yeah. had been embedded in my brain. And and since then, I think I've just fallen in love with the concept. Okay. And you know, so now they all they all read. My dude, we could carry on and on. Yeah. We could carry on talking about uh, your love for energy drinks. Uh, we could carry on about the puppy you're obsessed with oh, that God. has you broody oh, and wanting man. to have more kids. Uh, we can carry on about how you're obsessed with your son. The smells of LKG. And how, how, how you never <laughs> stop talking about your son. Uh, uh, uh. We can talk about how you block people on social media, including those that are overly complimentary. We could carry on and on and on about your life, <laughs> but we don't have the time. You paid me have to be the psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we could carry on, but it needs therapy. This needs therapy. This is beyond me now. <laughs> we can carry on talking about your love for Murumba Peach and Kelvin Momo. Oh, man. But, but, but how you can't stand other Yanos, but this Yanos uh, you yeah, love. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we could carry on. Like, we, we, there's a lot we could carry on. About. I feel like I, I need to be lying like this on this couch, man. <laughs> and then when I was four... <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> but we don't have time. Yes, sir. But I just needed you here to remind you who the hell you are. Because I know for a fact that you don't enjoy media interviews. Yeah. Yes, you released the book, but it doesn't mean you want to be out there. You, want, you know, you wanted to tell your story, but it doesn't want to mean you want to be in front of cameras, in front of microphones and everything else. But I needed to have you in studio just to remind you who the hell you are. And also to remind uh, the hip-hop industry who the hell you still are. Uh, because if I don't do it, no one else is going to do it. Because you're never going to answer their calls. So I took advantage of that. But I just want to tell you that I'm proud of you, my dude. Thank you, um, you, you, Like Siv, I always tell people that you and Siv are two guys I know, if you decide you're going to do it, it's going to happen. If you guys decide today you're going to be NASA astronauts, you're not going to stop until you become NASA astronauts. Your work ethic is incredible. You're an incredible dude, and, and I love you, my man. I love you, Big Dog. So Thank you so much. So just stay kicking ass, man. Thank you very much, Big yes, Dog. Sir. Thank you. Shout Thank out. you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, look out for book number two. It is coming. And book number one. And book it's number also one. Coming. <laughs> book number one. Middle of next year, I will drop book number one. That's my promise to you. Proverb is leaving the building. As we said at the start of the show, it's a weird time where you're eager to finish things up because the year is closing. But as some of our guests may have proved, the end of a chapter doesn't mean the end of a story. In that spirit, wishing you a wow week ahead. Coming to you from AM Studios, we are Wow What A Week, part of the Africa Podcast Network. Shout out to Pezulu Works for the cinematography, the audio imaging courtesy of Otis the Flow Fraser. Our guest today, Robin Temba, Temba Robin and Proverb. Creative producer, Kuvesh Mohan, and show producer, Kilis Omudisa King. Email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. This episode of Wow What A Week brought to you by Your Natural. Your Natural.